Thank you, Jordan and Jess. So let's give them a hand one more time. They did a great job for us. Um, for those of you who don't know, Pastor Larry is normally up here. He's doing this for us, and uh, he's gone this weekend. He is in Maryland having some blood tests run and things like that, so if you would just pray for him as he's away. So he said to me, Pastor Tim, keep it short. So if you take your Bibles, turn to Psalm 119 this morning. We're going to work through every verse in that chapter. Most of you know that's the longest one in the Bible, so don't turn there. Go to, go to Exodus chapter 20, if you would, for me this morning. And uh, I thought this message would be great for this weekend. It's Labor Day weekend. We take a break. Most of us, hopefully, you're off tomorrow. You get a break from work. And we get to remember kind of the accomplishments that we have come to in this great country. The things that have been done. The, the workers that have put their lives into this freedom and, uh, that we have. And so it's an opportunity to take a rest. And uh, I, I like this slide I found. It says, exchanging a life of rush for a life of rest. How many times do you wish life would slow down just a, just a little bit, right? Okay, that's everybody over the age of 50 at least. The teenagers are like, no, we need more stuff to do. Let's keep doing stuff. But I think about, I don't know if any of you are interested or you ever watch, anybody ever watch the Science Channel and you watch about the, the inventions that are coming out and the new things that are, that are about to come? And sometimes as I watch that channel, I think, man, let's just, let's just slow down. Let's just not invent anything for a while. Because let's look back in history, right? The first, kind of the first main thing, let's, let's talk about the wheel, right? The wheel, the wheel was invented. Now we can go anywhere and everywhere and do everything that we want. We can get to places faster and quicker and we can visit all over the place. I was talking to Jordan this morning. I said, man, I know it's hard being on the road, but, but what's it like for it? And he goes, you know what, Tim, I used to love to drive. I just loved it. He said, not anymore. I just can't stand it. And he was teasing with me, but I know his heart is for ministry and he loves it. But he just said, man, the, the, the urge to get out and drive is the same as it used to be. When I think about next, kind of came out, let's talk about the light bulb, right? The light bulb came out. Now we can stay up all night. We can go to the refrigerator, and we even have a light bulb in our refrigerator when we need to get the little Debbies out or the milk and the cookies or whatever it is. That's part of my life at times. Or then, what, what, let's jump up to now. nowadays. We have our iPhones, right? We can literally... Do anything and everything, if you have them. Some of the teens are saying, no, I don't have one of those yet. I wish I did, but I don't. But you can literally do just about anything on this phone. Matter of fact, if you lose it, it will actually tell you where it is. It won't tell you where you are, but it will tell you where it is. And it's, it's just, life is just, it's rushing, rushing by fast. I think some of you mothers here this morning, because I hear it from my own wife at times. Man, I just wish life would slow down. And perhaps you're like... This one this morning, if you guys can um, advance it to the next slide, I don't think the clicker's working here this morning, sorry. Um, perhaps you're like this mother on this next slide, and uh, I don't know if you can see that very well, but many of that uh, picture has been found on Facebook, and it says on the top, it says, become a mom, they said, because it'll be fun, they said. And if you can look closely, there's one kid crawling into the microwave over here in camouflage, the other little girl's in her tutu pulling things out of the closet, and the mom's just sitting there with her hair pulling out. I mean, she's frazzled. She's, she's going crazy. And, and amongst this busy, frazzled, crazy life, God gives us something amazing in Exodus chapter 20. If you would turn there for me this morning, Exodus chapter 20. We don't always do this, but would you stand for me this morning with me as we read Exodus chapter 20, 
verses 8 through 11. This is the fourth commandment of the Ten Commandments that is given to the children of Israel. This is the fourth commandment. It's talking about the Sabbath. And let's read through it this morning. It says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. And in it you shall do no work, you nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and the seventh, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Let's pray real quick. Lord, this morning, just as we briefly look into your word before we head out to the church picnic, Lord, I pray that you would bless this message, that it would maybe touch some hearts today. Lord, there may be some that are just worn out through this crazy life. They may need to make some decisions this morning, big life decisions. It may concern a job. It may concern things that they have been doing on on weekends that perhaps they could lay off, commit more time to you. Lord, this morning, I think most of all what your word says, it says to be still and know that I am God. So, Lord, this morning, help us to to remember that. Help us to live by that. And we pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. Thank you, church. You can be seated. You know, when we read a passage like this this morning, the fourth commandment, it talks about the Sabbath. You may be thinking to yourselves, especially at the younger age, you know, Tim, that might have been great in its, in its day. You know, back in that time, they were, they were farmers. They worked out in the fields. They were shepherds. They did those sort of things. On, on the seventh day, of course, they had time to sit back and, and watch the, the wheat grow or watch the corn grow or watch their cattle sit out there and eat the grass, whatever it is. But those of you that know, those of you that are farmers or you work the field, it's not easy. There's something that could literally be done every single day. And so amidst what we're going through, because what our world tells us nowadays is you must work seven days a week. We got to get it done. We got we to push forward. We got to make things happen because it's up to us. We have got to provide. You know what God's word says is to take a break. And it says in this passage that God did two things on the Sabbath. First off, he blessed it. You know what blessing means? Is that to make it full, to make it great, as good as it possibly can be. And the second thing that he did is he hallowed it. What does that mean? He made it holy. And to be holy means that he set it apart, specifically for us, for us. And we'll find out as we get later into the scripture this morning that the Sabbath is for us. It's not to keep a bunch of rules and regulations, but it was created for us. Church, this morning, if you turn back in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 2, we'll find out really where the Sabbath truly came from. And it's the story of creation, right? God created the earth in six days, and on the seventh day, what does it say in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 2? Is that when all the work was done, he took a break because it was finished, and he rested. You know what? That word rest there doesn't mean that, that God was tired. He didn't need to take a nap. He didn't need to slow down and, and, and catch up on all this stuff that he said to create into creation, he was setting it aside as a purpose for us when we next look at what happened in the story of creation, is that he rested. He took time to take out from creation 
to step back and look at it, to enjoy what he had created. You know, my purpose this morning is not to get up here and say, hey, we shouldn't have a, a church picnic today because it's the Sabbath. No, I, I'm not getting into that whatsoever. All I know is that when you look at God's word, what it goes back to, the very first commandment, if you were back in Exodus chapter 20, verse 8, if you go back to, I believe it's verse 4, the very first commandment says to what? Have no other gods before me. That's what it's truly all about. But I think so many times, church, that we have got to take a break and to slow down and to look at a day, whether now it's, it's Sunday in our culture or Saturday possibly back in those times, but now where we set it apart and we slow down and our focus is on, on Jesus Christ. Man, that, that, that lady that you woke up and saw in your kitchen this morning, she's your, she's your wife. The, the, the little people that got into your, your refrigerator this morning and were getting stuff out of it and making their cereal and stuff, and those are your kids. You know, we want to spend time with them. We want to slow down and get to know them better and enjoy, enjoy them. There's a second story, and it's right in the place we are. If you turn back to Exodus chapter 20, about why this Sabbath is so important. And many times we don't think about the context of where the Ten Commandments came from. But here's where it comes, it comes from. If you go back to Exodus chapter 20, and you think about what has just happened to the children of Israel in this passage. Where have they just came out of? It actually deals with the name of the book, Exodus. They have just come out of what? Egypt, right? They have just come out of a foreign land where they were told, they were told every day what to do, how hard to work, where you're going to go, what you're going to do, what you're going to say. They were, because they were what? They were slaves. They were slaves to Pharaoh. That is what their life looked like. And as they came out of that, as Moses brought them out of that, and they are now just about ready where this passage sits. They are just about ready to enter into the promised land. And good things are about to come for them. But this is what God tells them. Listen, guys, ten things. Ten things. Are the, these are the new rules for you. When you enter into the promised land, this is what I want you to stick to. And number four is no longer is Pharaoh going to tell you when you will work and when you will do stuff and when you will do this or that. No, on the seventh day, you will sit down and you will act like you own the joint, right? Because I am your God. You see, Pharaoh did not want the children of Israel to know there was any, anything or anyone bigger than he was. And what does God remind us in these Ten Commandments is he gives them to the children of Israel is that I am in charge. Listen, no one is greater than me. I am the ultimate authority. And on that Sabbath day, you will sit down and you will rest, and you will think of me. You know, also sometimes, church, people will take it to a, the extreme. If you'll turn for me real quick into Mark chapter 2, the very end of Mark chapter 2, I want you to look at that this morning, verse 27. There was a story, and uh, we'll get to it real quick. But when you think of it, going to the extreme, many times they still do it to this day. If you were to go to the promised land right now, Many times on the Sabbath, or what they would call Shabbat, is the name for it, Shabbat. They will actually uh, shut things down or things will run differently. They believe that, that to make fire is against the law. And even, even to this day, when it comes to running of an elevator, the pushing of a button on an elevator is technically creating fire because of the electrical spark that makes the thing run up and down. 
And so if you were in the Holy Land today, actually on the Sabbath, the, the elevators are programmed to run each floor. They stop at each floor. You get off. They stop at every single floor. You don't push the buttons. That's actually how it works because they are so much in belief of doing no, no work on the Sabbath. I don't know about you, but you're going to get to know plenty of people on that elevator ride if you're, if you're hanging out over there. It's, it's a little different. But Jesus, if you think about this passage in Mark chapter 2, if you're reading through it real quick right now, there's a funny story because he runs into the religious leaders. It's one of his first uh, kind of just not so much of an argument, but just a kind of a thing where they're starting to challenge Jesus and starting to figure out what he's really made of. And you know what happens is he and his disciples are walking through some area and they stop by a grain field and they begin to take some of the stalks off and they rub the stalks in their hand. They go ahead and blow the chaff out and they eat the wheat as a snack. And what happens is the religious leaders see this happen. And they come to Jesus and the Pharisees and basically to Jesus put them on a spot and say, Hey, why are you working on the Sabbath? Why have your, Pharise- or why have your disciples done this? If you look at another passage, he talks about, haven't you read about the story of David where he went into the tabernacle and he took the food of the priest? Don't you know about that? But this is what Jesus comes back and he says to them in verse 27 of Mark chapter 2. And it's really, really a a profound thing if you think about it. This is what he says back to them. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Listen, church believers, this, the Sabbath was made for you. It's a gift. It is a blessing, something that God wants you to set apart, that you can look at him or like we did this morning with Jordan and Jessa, and we worship him. We sing songs about him, and we think about him. You know what we are? We're going to go out this afternoon in just a few minutes, and we're going to have a great time at a park. We're going to enjoy some hot dogs and hamburgers and some beans, and there's some other crazy stuff that's going to go on. We're going to have a great time. But I think overall, and why we've come together this morning, is to remember who Jesus Christ is. That he saved us from our sins. That he has given us the greatest gift of all that we can ever, ever have, if we'll but just take it. So it's your turn this morning, as Pastor Larry would say, the next slide, guys. Here it is. So go ahead and ask the question. So, <laughs> so right? So what does all this mean? Pastor Tim, you just gave us a bunch of downloaded information this morning, and I'm just running this all through my head. What are, what are you talking about? What do you, what do you mean? I don't know what that looks like for you. I know that in my life, in what Tracy and I pray about, the things that, that God has asked us, hey, you know what? Maybe we need to say no to that. Maybe we need to step back on that. Maybe we need to slow down. Maybe we need to to make Sunday more of a day that is truly dedicated to, to the Lord. So you know what? For pastors, Dennis and I, we think about Sunday is, Sunday is a busy day for us. It's one of our busier days. And I think the Lord has been working on my heart to always remember, Tim, among the ministry and the things that I've asked you to do to help the church and work in the church and to be about ministry, I want you to keep the Sabbath holy. Keep it what it was meant to be. Remember that as, as much as you may have to give out, Sunday school teachers this morning, uh, connection group leaders, youth leaders, as much as this may be a day where you need to minister to others, keep it as a gift that God has given to you. Remember to worship Him amongst all the busyness 
of this life. So, this question this morning, what, what does that look like for you? What is going on in your heart, in your life? Is your life a little busier than you, than you wish it was? Are there some things that you, that you need to change? Maybe. I, I don't know what that looks like for you. But I do know, as I prayed just a few minutes ago, that God's word says to be still.